Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie, the two towers, one extreme sports-filled minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> Part one. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about minute 65, which starts with our orc continuing to blow his signal horn and ends with Frodo sliding down a hill in plain view of the enemy. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So there's a really, uh, really obvious blue screen shot in this scene that I can't unsee, which is as the rock breaks away and Sam falls. Okay, well, let's let's talk, because you were saying that they go into great detail about the physics of this gate. Yeah, they talk about how engineering this gate to be able to both open and close properly. Yeah. Because it has a dovetail... Uh, a dovetail lock. Which is... Which means that it's like two pieces shaped like an L opposite each other. Yeah. That come together and fit in place. Oh, okay. 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 So one has to open slightly faster than the other. And that same one that opens slightly faster has to close slightly slower. What? So that they don't run into each other. That's crazy. And so that they join into place when sealed forming pretty much a seamless wall. Right. Because when you look at it from a distance, you can't really see the break in it. Yeah. Because there's a... And this this bigature uh, is actually pretty heavy. And I mean, this is one of the smallest bigatures they made, but it's still pretty big. Okay. Uh, but a lot of the metal on this is lead. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, I think this is only, I think this is a, a few feet tall. Okay. So it's not like 15 feet tall and it's supposed to represent something 200 feet tall. Right, it's like, right. That's still like pretty hefty. It had to be very detailed in order to get the shot of it opening from on the bridge to look good. So there's a lot of detail on this on this gate. Yeah. And I really love that shot. When you're looking down the gate as it opens and the split starts to split in the middle. Uh-huh. I think that shot's really evocative. It gives me an idea of the weight and the scope as this thing opens in a way that some of the other shots really don't for me. Mm. Are these uh, trolls that they're using to open the gates... Are these uh, also cave trolls? They refer to them as mountain trolls. But they don't look like the mountain trolls in The Hobbit. Well, I mean, the design of The the Hobbit was later, but also they don't look like those statues at the beginning of this movie. Right. Or at the beginning of this trilogy. No, they don't. And inconsistency, I guess? Because they look more like the cave troll. Yeah, they refer to these guys as mountain trolls, but they do look like the cave troll. They do look bigger than the cave troll. Yeah, I thought we we decided that the cave troll in Moria is, is like a stunted little baby thing. Right. It's it's a child, and that makes its life sad. Yeah. 
these are like full grown cave trolls. Right. And we see two opening the gate. So we must assume that there's another pair on the other side. Right. Yeah. And the way that the gate looks like it opens is they're pushing a lever that just pushes the gate open. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. And they have to be very strong for the physics of that to even possibly work. Because, like, how would they, how would they have, because I feel like cave trolls are intelligent, but not to the extent that mountain trolls would be. Because, like, the mountain trolls speak, speak. they have conversations, they, like, raid towns and stuff. These are basically, They have cockney like, accents. Yeah. You know, as mountain trolls do. And these guys are basically glorified beasts of burden. Yeah. So, I mean, they could, they, they. They probably are enslaved. No, but... uh, apparently they uh, they set up these these models between takes, like playing chess, <laughs> like on top of the like setting up a little chessboard on top of the the lever between them and just having them facing it like they're playing chess. That's funny. Which I think is hilarious. Because like, I feel like if these were as like if these trolls were intelligent enough to carry out conversations. Um, I don't think that it would go very well for the orcs because there's only two of them opening this giant freaking gate. Right. That means, like, they are supernaturally strong. If, right. If, if, they and if get this is the strength mad, of an adult, right? Like, if this is what an adult can, two adults can do, how. How is Frodo is, alive? <laughs> how is Boromir alive? Getting whipped off that chain like that. That's true. How is anyone alive that was struck by the cave troll? Well, that one is a, a weakling. Mithril is hard as dragon scale. That's why Frodo's alive. But that doesn't make sense to me when it comes to chainmail. Yeah. Because if, if a troll is that strong, it should have just crushed him. Yeah. It should have been jelly coming out both ends of that ew, shirt. Ew, I know he's got, they have all got plot armor, but. And then you see things like this. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, they, if they're intelligent enough to have um, conversations. Right. And they're enslaved. Um, I don't think that rings true to me. Because right. then they would just wreck house. Right. And I want to. So are they, like, willingly here? Are they raised from raised stolen infant cave trolls that were raised for this purpose? Right, right, right. Then they don't know any better. Yeah. But I imagine you don't want to be the person that has to whip the cave troll when it's disobedient. No. That seems like the most dangerous job to give an orc. That's a punishment duty. That's like you go discipline the cave troll. It's your turn. You like draw the the, the, the short straw. straw and yeah. You're just like, oh no, I've got a wife and kids at home. <laughs> uh, just like... I'm too young to die today. All right, Dave. We got to talk about your behavior today on the gate. And the cave trolls just like, whoa. Because it's not. It's not like. I don't know. I guess the equivalent would be like, an elephant or something. An elephant is dangerous. But they're and pretty intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An elephant is dangerous, but pretty intelligent and pretty intelligent. But they're also like fairly, I don't know, benign. Yeah. Like this is a freaking cave troll. <laughs> right. Like this is for all all we know a naturally aggressive creature. Right. And yet they're just like taking a nap against this lever, and then the horn blows, and they just get up and 
Oh. Push it along. Which, I think the cave trolls actually look pretty good here. The way that they, like, stretch and get up and, like, flex a little and shake out their arms and then push the push I'm, the gate open. I'm just, like... You're caught up on the fact that this is an intelligent creature. I'm caught up in the fact that they refer to them as mountain trolls when clearly they are not mountain trolls. Clearly they are cave Unless trolls. Unless there are multiple species of cave, of mountain troll. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Did they just, like, lobotomize these ones? Oh, that's awful. I can't or, imagine that orc medical medical practices are, are safe enough that that would work. Yeah. I don't know. They must. They must just hammer have, an ice pick in the middle have, of the forehead. They must have like just broken their their troll spirit, right? To they, the point where that like they're just pulling a right? gate open. I just can't help but feel bad for cave trolls. I, but they're not cave trolls. They're mountain. Trolls. They're mountain trolls. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They look like the cave troll, though. I want to know how how heavy this gate would be in real life. Like I'm yeah, kind of curious. Yeah, how much force are these trolls because this, exerting? This is supposed to look like iron riveted to stone, right? Which, my God, <laughs> and it's just two of them, right? And you get a sense for the scale because we can see the little army marching in. Yeah, and some of them have like long spears, and a long spear is like I don't know, ten feet long. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's supposed to, you're supposed to be able to, like, hold it beyond the people in front of you. So there's, like, just rows of spikes. Oh, right, right, right. So that a horse can't run through you. Okay. And the gate is probably, like, seven or eight times as tall as, like, the long spears this army is carrying. Okay. So you're looking at, like, I don't know, anywhere from, like, a 70 to, at the top of the spikes, like, a 100-foot tall gate. This is a big frickin' door. Yeah. Yeah. And it's covered in iron. Right. And there's only two trolls. And two trolls are opening each half of the door. That's crazy. Right. It's it's mind-boggling. They can probably, like, bench press the, the Eye of Sauron or something. Like the... <laughs> just these four trolls together could just push over Baradur. Yeah! Yeah! Is, what does he need orcs for? Just get an army of trolls. I mean, in the book, there are trolls in his army. All right. Pippin almost dies getting crushed by one yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like, Pippin gets knocked out in the, the battle at the gate the same way that Bilbo gets knocked out in the Battle of Five Armies. <laughs> Something big just knocks him out. But, like, why breed orcs when you can just have an breed army trolls? of trolls? Like, obviously, they must be harder to control. They have uh, to be. Is that a pun? I, yes. <laughs> We're going to say it is. It, it, they have to be harder to, to control. They're not as smart as an orc, so they don't take direction as well. They have handlers. Yeah. And you know what? But again, do they? Like... The the, I mean, the trolls. cave troll. The cave troll had a handler. Yeah. So I'm. I. I. Which he immediately dispatched when I he have, cared not for I him any longer. I have the audacity to call out the the production team be like these are not mountain trolls uh if they are mountain trolls uh they are not the same mountain trolls that bilbo uh spoke with those are those are the northern mountain troll and these are the southern mountain troll i guess they're just like dumber the northern mountain trolls are smarter they have speech 
those are the mountain trolls of like the northern reaches of the Misty Mountains are the ones in the in the Hobbit. Right. And these are the mountain trolls of Mordor, a corrupt and barren because, land. Because they look they look like the cave troll. Yeah. And we know that's a cave troll because Boromir so succinctly <laughs> says they have a cave troll. So <laughs> they have a cave troll. <laughs> he says. They have a cave troll. That is like a perpetual mood. In the same tone of voice that Frodo says, I, I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that is the same emotion. Just. just calm in the face of panic. <laughs> just like, just keeping it together as best you can and knowing that a mistake has been made well, somewhere they, along they the way. more in common than they thought. Just, they have a cave troll. I did. I did. <laughs> like, it's perfect. It's the same performance, That's that so moment. That's so funny. It's perfect. That's so funny. But yeah, yeah. These are not mountain trolls. I wonder if anyone else says anything in that same, that same tone of voice. In the third movie? <laughs> in the third movie. I feel or like... Or just in general along the way. Like, does anyone else, like, portray that same think, emotion? I'm trying to think if anyone... Uh would in character I feel like if it was anybody it would be Aomer I think that's Aomer's just level mood well no that's... he's more he's angrier he's his level mood is just anger different shades of anger warmongering <laughs> that's no, malcontent, malcontent. Uh, that's, that's Aomer's that's Aomer's big mood is just malcontent <laughs> She's always upset about something. I don't... I... Yeah, I I feel like if anyone does, it's Aomer. Uh, Eowyn, maybe? I, I don't know. Actually, it might be any of the, the royal house of, of Rohan. Rohan. <laughs> I can imagine um, uh, Theoden saying that as well, just like in that voice. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's true. It's just, uh, I hadn't, that hadn't connected in my brain until just now. But the way that Frodo says I did is like the exact emotion as they have a cave troll. Like it's the same. He's, he's feeling what Boromir was feeling in that moment. They're connected. That's funny. You know who's, who might say oh, something dude. in a similar tone of voice? Faramir. Faramir. Yeah. In the, in the flashback with Denethor. Speaking of it's all connected, Faramir, that, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense for Faramir and Boromir to have similar similar sorts of emotional responses to to things beyond their control. To childhood trauma. Just, they have a cave troll. <laughs> Dad doesn't love me. Oh, we'll get to Faramir. Um... Okay, so now that my thing about the trolls has been, um, you were talking about Sam. When Sam is on the rock and it tips over, it is very obviously a blue screen effect. Yes. It, it really stands out. Not as bad as other blue screen effects in Fellowship. Right. Uh, but it does stand out. I can't not notice it. It's fine. Like, I think it helps because... Uh, Sam's not falling towards us. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes it stand out for me is it doesn't really look like he falls fast enough. Well, yeah, it's a movie. 
everything slows down conveniently. But it just makes it look unnatural in this instance. Also, we see the perspective of the eye line of these soldiers on the ground that notice the dust. Yeah. There is a single rock on that hill for Frodo to hide behind. We're, 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 okay, okay. There is a single rock on the hill in the shot from their perspective for Frodo to hide behind. Yeah. We see the dust moving away, and that's what the soldiers noticed. Right. But not Sam? Or Frodo? And then Frodo gets out from behind that rock and And begins sliding. They are looking at this hill. There is no world in which they do not see Frodo come out from behind that rock. Well, okay. It is impossible. I feel like, um, speaking of convenient Hobbit camouflage, uh, that will be the most of the discussion for next time. Yes, it will be. I'm just, I'm just saying my now. Thing, my it's thing impossible. about this, my thing about this, isn't even the eye line. It's the noise. Sam screams, and then Frodo. And so does Gollum. Frodo's like, "Oh, Sam!" And then Gollum's like, "Master!" I know. <laughs> it's ah, Sam, Master. Yes, and yes, the the horns are blowing and stuff, and, and the gates be... opening. But come on, really? They are not that far away. No, no, they are not. Granted, I feel like they, because there was a shot last minute where we were looking at the hillside from the gate, and where Sam and Frodo and Gollum are roughly equals where these orcs are. So they are Not like, orcs. Oh, you mean like the... On the wall. Oh, yeah. Because there's that tower in the foreground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like last minute... There or was the midground, I guess. Last minute there was a shot of like this circle of rocks on top of a mountain. And I feel like that's where they are. Because right. there's like a slope. So they are eye-line with the orcs. Um, they're, <laughs> they're like far away, but like not super far away. Not more than like the length of a football field. They're not that far away. And if this slopes down to where that tower is... Yeah. And the army's marching between the tower and where they are. Yeah. This army is what? A hundred feet away from the bottom of that slope? I don't know. Because then, like, next week when we see it on the ground, they're like 50 feet away from the back line of the army. Yeah. This is impossible. This is some movie physics right here. This is Plot armor. Plot armor. Like, we're going to talk next week about, like, stealth. But like in this, <laughs> this, this is not stealth. This is open, bare earth. Yeah, yeah. It's ludicrous. This is this is the the army all crit failing their perception, except for one person whose buddy is then like, "Oh, what are you looking at?" Yeah, like, "Oh, why'd you leave?" Oh, okay, we're going over I'm, here now. I'm gonna I'm gonna come with you. No one should be alone. <laughs> Do you got a piss or something? Buddy like, system, dude. And he's just headed for, like, this little rock outcropping, and he's just, his buddy must just be like, oh, he must just have to pee. He'll go with him. <laughs> I'll watch his back. Never know what's out here. Buddy system. The Nazgul might just drop out of the sky and kill somebody. Oh, but aren't they on the side of the Nazgul? Does the Nazgul care? I feel like they uh, signed up for this. This is, like, an occupational hazard. I feel, I feel like the fell beasts don't give a damn. They just, like, I'm hungry. I'm- yeah. <laughs> Snack time. Are you going to tell the Witch King that his his horse ate your friend? 
What's he gonna do? Kill you. Yeah, that's Just true. let it go. That's so sad. Let it go. I feel like the Nazgul kill every so many soldiers but, just to okay. just if, to prove they're in charge. If if that's the case, like I feel like and if they were like if if they were actually like like buds, like if this was like your training buddy and like um, I guess I'm thinking of like Finn from Star Wars. Like, like if if you're raised with this group of like let's say four people, like two two pairs, and um, a Nazgul like ate your friends, or like their their mount just decided to snack on some of your friends, I feel like just cracking open a cold one with the what? boys. <laughs> oh no! It's just a fell beast barbecue. Yeah. One of them's got an apron on that's like, kiss the cook. Yeah, um, exactly. That's, that's but it's, it's C-U accent K. Oh my god. Because Nazgul uh, is the U in the accent. It's not an accent, it's the triangle thing. What's that called? I don't know what it's called. I know the double dots is a lout. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what the, the triangle thing it's is. It's a carrot in math. Yeah, but it's the same math. So I don't know what it's called this in linguistics. In linguistics. The little, the little <laughs> like, it's like a little tent. Yeah. But, like, that's kiss the cook, like, with that over the U. That's horrible. Um, <laughs> you should be ashamed for ruining my picnic. Um, what? We got a... Everything we that got the Nazgul... We got a Hobbit picnic, and we got, like, a Nazgul picnic. Like, everything the Nazgul write, instead of two O's, it's always the U with the little tent. Every time. <laughs> like, pool and fool. Pool party. <laughs> Are you cool? <laughs> Would you like this spool of thread? But cook is a different sound than pool. Cook. It's a <laughs> kiss the cook. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different vowel sound. I guess. Still, it makes me chuckle. That's funny. Um, never two O's. It's always a U. But yeah. Okay. So like. <laughs> Wouldn't there be more Finns? Like, wouldn't there be more deserters if, like, your entire family got eaten by this fell beast that you're supposed to be working alongside? I guess. But, I mean, this world is very different from, like, being able to just go to a planet where no one will know that you used to be a stormtrooper. Like, people will know that you are one of the Easterlings or one of the Haradrim, and they just won't trust you. There's actually a character like that in The Hobbits. It's the, um, uh, what is he called? Uh, it's not in The Hobbit. He's in The Fellowship of the Ring. The, um, oh, I can't remember what he's called. The Weasel Man? Yeah, that's not what he's called, though, but I don't remember what he's called. The one that with the ferret? Um, In the pub? Yeah. Really? I think so. I think that's who's that, that might supposed to be. But in the, in the book, like, that character is, like, not trusted. Like, people know he's from, he's either from the East or the South. Maybe he's called, he might be called the Swarthy Man. I can't remember. Wow. Whoa. 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 That's, that's some, that's some racist nonsense. I always took Swarthy to mean like coastal and tan. No, Swarthy means dark. Oh, It's I don't like, know. it's like coded language for like, this person has dark skin. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I always thought that Swarthy meant like the same thing as like haggard or hoary. I'm pretty sure that Swarthy, like, has roots in, like, this person has dark features. Oh. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a terribly racist. That sucks. They, so they, so they literally do not trust him because of where he's from and what he looks like. Yeah, I think so. Oh my god. 
Well, the men of the South are evil. So are the men of the East. All of them? I mean, we'll get to to Faramir's um, monologue. Book-wise, yes. They're, uh, that's part of why the Blue Wizards fail in their task. Oh. Do they die? Nobody knows what happens to the Blue Wizards. No one knows for sure what happened to them. People assume they die. They brought, like, the exposure of whatever the magic that they had to the East to try to bring them back to... They kissed the kook. (laughs) And, like, the men of the East and the men of the South were always followers of Morgoth in antiquity. So, there's that. So, in the history of Middle Earth, the the men of Rune and the men of the men of Harad have been followers of evil lords for tens of thousands of years. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it is kind of like stormtroopers. Yeah. But I don't know. Man, that's wow, dang. That's a bummer. The fact that like that is so like the the deep rooted like racism in the book is translated so blatantly into this movie like like only the brown people are evil like because this whole army they're um they're like dark they're darker skinned yeah they have a most of them look like they have kind of an olive complexion and everyone in this everyone in the the quote-unquote like the good guys they're all like lily white like vigo's the darkest and he's not even he's not even dark i know vigo just looks like he's been out in the sun for a couple weekends man man that's that and yet and the palest person of all is also evil what saruman <laughs> Wormtongue. oh i would argue that like eowyn uh eowyn is like see-through that's true that's true <laughs> she she is like very, very Grimma pale. is like sickly pale, right? But that's also a like a a, a deep like a what is it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a red flag. I honestly did not know that about the word swarthy. Yeah, the more you know. I always I always thought that that was like a reference to like hard life seafaring folk. Mm. It might be, but um, that also might come from like like uh, uh, slaves that just escaped and then went to hmm. see maybe you know. i'll i'll have to look into that whenever i whenever i hear something like that i'm always curious about the roots of both uses of words yeah for sure yeah god now i'm all bummed out sorry like i know that oh, it's, it's dumb it's dumb i mean yeah the the you know the the book was written 80 years ago i i know but at the same time, this movie was made 15 years ago, yeah. so yeah. there's uh, less of an excuse. Yeah, for sure. That's why I think the more I think about it, the more I am excited for Amazon to have acquired these this property, because like they can do cool things with um, not having primarily white actors, mm. you know? Right. You see, like, there's all kinds of, all kinds of characters that you could... You know, change to ladies or, love, you know, not be I white love, dudes. There's this whole, um, before I quit Tumblr, uh, there was this whole Tumblr um, that was all about, like, fan casting the Valar. And yeah. they had a bunch um, that were really well done, and they were all, um, they were all uh, fan casted with um, actors of, of color. 
Um, so there were like Asian Valar and there were like Black Valar. And I'm just like, dude, I am about this life. And it was really cool because like, you know, they had like in Tumblr fashion, like you had the, the, the edited picture, um, of, uh, this actor in like, obviously another movie, but like they look kind of, um, like fantasy like, and then they have like the description, um, so like, uh, what's the queen of the Valar? I forget her name. Um, I forget her name. Allobreth Kilthoniel. Uh, what is her actual name? Um. Oh well. But yeah, for the the queen, lost in my brain. For the queen of the Valar, they had um, Beyonce in her like. That that child that uh that um performance she did where she was dressed like the the Madonna with the um yeah the the headdress I'm just like dude yes that's awesome but I wish I could remember the name of the Tumblr but it was a while ago and I uh, quit that site so well there you go whatever um I don't know if I have any other notes. yeah I don't either it's kind of it's been a week yeah of not a lot happening in the minutes themselves. It's fine. We'll have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, so. we, we'll have a lot more to talk about. So thanks for joining us all week, everybody. Uh, we're from the website, duelinggenre.com. So you should check that out and look at the other podcasts on the site. And if Movies by Minutes are really more your thing, you can go to moviesbyminutes.com where you can find all currently running and completed Movies by Minute podcasts. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll be back Monday with Minute 66. Bye!